Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. So today is the 100th episode of the Thai Expat Daily Show. It also coincides with us passing the 4,000 subscriber mark. And I would just like to take the opportunity to thank all my subscribers and listeners for your continued support. It is always very much appreciated. And for that, I will say thank you to everyone out there. And we'll start off, as we always do, with the daily COVID numbers. Thailand logged 60 new COVID-19 fatalities and 10,035 new cases during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry announced on Monday morning. On Sunday, 10,590 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospital after recovering from the coronavirus. The Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration on Monday afternoon welcomed a dip in the death toll, which has dropped by almost half from September 29th. It's also worth bearing in mind today there was only about two and a half thousand positive ATK tests so the actual total today would be around twelve and a half thousand cases or so so yes yeah, so very positive news in relation to the debt toll in Thailand in relation to the COVID-19 and let's hope that continues further over the next few weeks and we see less loss of life and our first story of the day Samui entry curb set to be relaxed Authorities will ease restrictions for people entering Koh Samui, says Governor Wichawut Jinto. From October 15th, the entry requirements will be a negative test result for COVID-19 taken no more than seven days prior to arrival for those who have not received two doses of vaccine. This test is performed using the antigen test kit. Test results are not needed for those who have been fully vaccinated. On arrival, both fully and not fully vaccinated people must register online to obtain the Samui Health Pass and the Morchana QR code for scans to gain access to services and tourism venues on the island. The governor said he was in the process of issuing a provincial order to implement the relaxed entry restrictions. Mr. Witcherwood said easier entry would complement the We Travel Together Tourism Stimulus Program. Under this scheme, the participants pay only 60% of normal room rates, with the government responsible for the rest. The subsidy was initially capped at 3,000 baht per night for up to five consecutive nights in the first stage and has now been stretched to 10 nights. Tourists also automatically receive an e-voucher for other expenses that are valued at 600 baht from Friday to Sunday and 900 baht from Monday to Thursday under the scheme. Mr. Vichelwood said that from the launch of the Samui Plus Sandbox program until October 9th, the island had received 1,125 overseas visitors, including 181 French nationals, 181 Germans, 128 Britons, 82 Americans and 59 Dutch. The visitors have stayed for over 13,059 room nights. Samui has also welcomed another 1,293 overseas tourists from the Phuket Sandbox program. Koh Samui remains a popular holiday destination for visitors from Europe and the US. Now, this relaxation of the entry requirements will also be applying to Phuket from October 16th or this Saturday. And I believe the Kaulak Panya sandbox that they've created will also have the reduced entry requirements for domestic travelers. So Thais and expats within the country, it'll be either fully vaccinated or a negative COVID test. 
Now, the reason for all this is very simple. They've launched the We Travel Together stimulus tourist package, which is basically for Thai citizens only. But they want these people to start traveling and going and spending their money in various hotels around the country. And this is why they're relaxing the measure. This is really nothing to do with anything else other than making money. A lot of people will say, well, that's very unfair on international travelers who have to jump through different hoops and gather certificates of entry and PCR tests and expensive insurance. And yes, it is very unfair and it's completely wrong. And it is definitely sending out the wrong message. This is the way things are going here at the moment. Now, of course, if you do live in Thailand, it will make things a lot easier for you if you have been fully vaccinated. It means that the promise that you heard about was once you get vaccinated, you can start to live your life normally again. Well, that's kind of coming to play now because before they were treating vaccinated people as if they had never been vaccinated and kind of giving off the point to people in society that why get vaccinated if you're just going to continue to treat me as if I wasn't so. Yes, this is uh, kind of a move along to the new normal, I guess. And the next story, Phuket Tourism seeks 5 billion pledge to fuel recovery. Phuket Tourism operators are banking on a 5 billion baht fund being created to finance a full-scale effort to salvage the province's battered tourism sector, the local tourism chief said on Sunday. The tourism operators have crunched the numbers and estimated the amount of money that should go into the fund to kickstart the initial phase of tourism revival. Tanit Tanpiriak, chairman of the Phuket Tourism Council, said the local tourism businesses, including participants in the Phuket Sandbox program, want the fund set up. Bank of Thailand has earmarked a loan worth 250 billion baht for businesses hit by the pandemic crisis. Of this, 12 billion baht is reserved for borrowing by the service sector and more than 5,200 operators couldn't access the loan. Reasons for their inability to obtain loans include insufficient assets to service collateral, overwhelming debts and their debt suspension status. The fund should seek to revitalize the micro, small and medium enterprises and support the development of communities and tourism attractions, said Mr. Tanet. The fund should be split into three sub-funds, catering to the specific tourism operator segments. The first sub-fund, worth 3.5 billion baht, should cover the MSMS joining the Phuket Sandbox program. It should lend to unlicensed hotels so they can upgrade their facilities and register with the authorities, increase liquidity of small businesses including spas, restaurants and gift shops, and for Financed the reclaiming of vehicles and equipment pawned by businesses during the pandemic. The second sub-fund is set aside for developing the tourism attractions, the One Tambon, One Product, OTOP and other communities. The cost is expected to be around 1 billion baht. And the third sub-fund of around 500 million baht is for investment in improving the tourism destinations and environment. We're keeping our fingers crossed that the fund would materialise. With the money, we can breed a little easier, Mr. Tanet said. The capital to be used for setting up the fund may be procured from the 250 billion baht loan, a Phuket sandbox bond to be issued, which might raise around 10 million baht or the government's budget. The council chairman said the Phuket tourism operators forward the fund proposal to the deputy prime minister on September 30th. Meanwhile, Kun Bumikiti, president of the Phuket Tourism Association, said the province needs to draw large groups of overseas visitors by simplifying regulations and easing restrictions. By December 1, overseas arrivals should should top 10,000 people a day, up from less than 1,000 a day at present. PTA Vice President Ratanada Subal said the Phuket Sandbox program has helped wellness businesses. Tourism money is again trickling down to the grassroots economy, she said.
Now, I'm in favor of, you know, helping out small businesses, but there's one flaw in this whole plan, and it's the missing tourists. Because without tourists, and without large volume of tourists, no matter what money you pump into these businesses, if there's nobody coming, you're just wasting the money. And they seem to have forgotten about that part. Now, the idea as well that there's going to be 10,000 people, tourists arriving per day from December 1, these numbers are just being flung out there. They may be getting some of these numbers by kind of, uh, future bookings that are on the books at hotels but there is a lot of future bookings that are on the books of hotels that have been there from eight nine ten months from large travel agents in europe and around the world whose clients have pre-booked in the hope that the country will open up and they can vacation there and a lot of these bookings unless things change in relation to the entry requirements will actually end up being cancelled also the other thing is i don't know how phuket airport with all the regulations that they have for you know pcr testing and all the different various paperwork that has to be presented when you get there are going to manage ten thousand people a day with the systems they have now i just don't see how it can work it just has disaster written all over but the numbers being thrown out again are just being basically made up i think at this stage and then that leads us into the Phuket businesses leaders call for ATK tests for sandbox arrivals. Phuket tourism leaders have requested the government to ease the mandatory COVID tests required of sandbox tourists to be antigen tests instead of the RT-PCR tests as is required now to reduce the cost for sandbox tourists and to encourage more people to come to Phuket under the scheme. The Phuket Tourism Association president announced that the request had been made at a PTA tourism event at the Royal Phuket City Hotel in Phuket on Saturday, October 9. The move is also expected to speed up the time taken for sandbox tourists to receive their test results and lessen the workload of the medical staff conducting the tests. It has been 100 days since the opening of the country to accept foreign tourists, according to Phuket Sandbox Plan, Mr. Bummikita said. The association expects the number of foreign tourists to Phuket to dramatically rise in the next coming few months. Well, he didn't get the memo, I guess, about how the government want to attract the high earning and the rich because they don't care about expensive RT-PCR tests, you know, so they don't need to be reducing the cost. By the way, this is one way the government have been propping up the cost of the Phuket Sandbox program and certainly a couple of select private hospitals and entities have been making a fortune of money out of the RT-PCR tests and I don't think they'll be too eager to give that money up. So we have some late breaking news which we will bring to you and it'll be good news for a lot of people I think. No quarantine required for 10 countries starting November 1. Thailand will no longer require quarantine for visitors from 10 low-risk countries starting November 1. As the country is gradually reopening to overseas visitors, a delay from the initial complete reopening deadline of October 15th announced by Prime Minister Prayachanacha in a televised address tonight. Among the list is the United Kingdom, United States, China, Germany and Singapore. The full list of the 10 countries will be decided at a Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration meeting on Thursday. Now the full statement or parts of it from the Prime Minister. I have instructed the CCSA and the Ministry of Public Health to urgently consider within this week to allow, as of the 1st of November, international visitors to enter Thailand without any requirement for quarantine if they are fully vaccinated and arrive by air from low-risk countries. Visitors will need to show that they are COVID-free at their time of travel with an RT-PCR test undertaken before they leave their home country and do a test in Thailand. Initially, we will begin with at least 10 countries on our 
low-risk, no-quarantine list, including the United Kingdom, Singapore, Germany, China, and the United States of America, and enlarged that list by the 1st of December, and by the 1st of January, moved to a very extensive list. By December 1st, we will also consider allowing the consumption of alcohol beverages in restaurants, as well as the operation of entertainment venues. I would like to recognize the extraordinary achievement of our public health workers, other officials, and all citizens for the response to my appeal in June to ready the country for quarantine-free arrivals within 120 days. And it just goes on to talk about this, that, and the other. So this basically is looking like you'll be able to fly directly now to Thailand if you're on the list of 10. You'll just need an RT-PCR test before you leave. You'll need to have your vaccination certificate and you'll need to do a test of some kind when you arrive. It doesn't say whether or not it's RT-PCR or rapid antigen. Now, rapid antigen would make more sense because, to be honest, you have to wait 68 hours for the result of the PCR test. And if you have thousands of people coming in, that's just not going to be viable. Now, there's no mention of whether or not the certificate of entry will still exist or not. But if you're going down this route that he seems to be going, then the certificate of entry pretty much becomes redundant. Now, he also says that once you arrive, you pass your first test, you can go anywhere in the country you want. There is no seven days in a sandbox or seven days in a shit box or whatever kind of box they want to put you in. You'll be able to do what you want. There'll be no more tests after that and you're free to do what you like. Now, that is definitely a move forward. Hopefully, the details when they come out this week are not laced with Thai bureaucracy added on to it. And then that'll just ruin the whole thing that people have been waiting for. Now, it seems like this is being done, in my opinion, for an election next year. He's trying to get on the side of the people, reopening the country, getting money into people's pocket and kickstarting the economy because you can't have an election when your country is in the shit and half the country's unemployed and nobody's making any money. So yeah, I have a feeling this is something to do with it as well. Let's hope, fingers crossed, that this is real, that come November 1, this will be free for people to travel into the country. They won't have to do the certificate of entry and I think it would be a very very good start though it makes you wonder what the Phuket officials were doing with all their surveillance equipment and preparing for this that and the other when the prime minister is announcing quarantine free straight into the country after your first day it really makes you wonder do they talk to the left hand or the right hand do they who do they communicate with what wastes of money there must be in this country but nevertheless as we get more details this week, we will definitely bring them to you as quickly as possible. Anyway, that's just an update. It's some great news and hopefully we'll have a lot more great news by the end of this week. And for our featured story of the day, Morchana to have face recognition integrated, warn officials of foreigners outside designated sandbox zones. The Morchana app has been expanded to inform officials within 30 minutes if any tourists are not in designated zones where they are supposed to remain while observing their sandbox quarantine period and is now integrated where possible to use face recognition software the Minister for Digital Economy and Society MDES has revealed. In addition to leading a meeting at Phuket Provincial Hall to update Phuket officials about the expansion of the Morchana app, Mr. Chaiwa, during his visit, inspected operations at the Phuket Sandbox Operations Centre in Phuket Town and the Command Control Centre operated by Patong Municipality. The expansion of the Morchana app's capabilities by integrating it with the Command Control Centre was part of the move to support the plan to open the country to receive tourists in the next phase, Mr. Chaiwa said. The plan was to pilot the expanded integrated IT 
capabilities in Phuket, first as a pilot area before rolling out similar integrated efforts in other sandbox tourist areas in other provinces, he said. Mr. Chaiwet noted that the Phuket Sandbox Operations Centre, set up at the headquarters of the Phuket Provincial Police in Phuket Town, also received information regarding tourists from immigration, all the major peers operating both travel and tours to and from the island, as well as SHA Plus reports, police reports and tourist police reports. By having tourists travelling to Phuket who must download the Morchana app, it can be used as a tracking system that will signal the location where tourists are every half an hour to the centre, Mr Chaiwood said. This makes it known where tourists who come to Phuket are at any point and if tourists leave the area of Phuket, the system will alert the centre, he said. We are also expanding the use of the Morchana app to support the government's policy to open more areas and provinces to foreign tourists, he said. Staff from the Ministry of Tourism and Sports have downloaded and installed the Morchana app and tested it outside the designated area and found that the system will alert the control room that there are violators out of the area so that officers can locate the tourists and lead them back to the area. The officers also tested the Morchana's ability to log information about foreign tourists, COVID-19 test history, confirming that they have tested negative for the virus so they may be allowed to enter other areas, Mr Chaiwat continued. This increases confidence about preventing the risk of infection and supports the push to open the country to revive the tourism economy, to let Thailand come back as a top tourist destination of the world as it was before, but this time under the new normal lifestyle, he said. When I first read this story, the first thing that came to my mind was, this is the kind of stuff you just keep to yourself and don't tell anybody about. Because when you're dealing with Western tourists, this is the last thing you need to be telling them that you're up to. You're tracking their every move. You have all their details in a, I don't know, is it secure or not location. You have all their test results on their app that you can read at any time. You have their immigration records in front of you. And we know the way Thailand is in relation to protecting data because we've seen the data leaks and we've seen the continuous botched websites and apps where people's information is widely available to anybody when they log in because it was just never secured properly. But on top of that, they obviously don't know the psyche and the type of people that are coming from Western countries to Thailand who do not want governments and people tracking their every move around an island. You see, what's worrying me about all this kind of stuff is they keep developing it, which says to me that this is going to get worse in relation to these sandbox zones not better if the idea is that you reduce things to get to the point where people can just enter then this is not what you would be doing their idea is to have everyone walking around with apps so we can track your every move but if you plan to reopen the country fully by the end of this year why do you need this why are you wasting your time on this unless this is your plan is to continue this and have be able to track every tourist and know what they're doing because i don't trust them with my information to be honest i don't have most of these apps on my phone anymore because they allow access to all kinds of stuff that we don't even know about you know your pictures and your data on your phone and stuff like that and we need to be really careful about what we're letting them do with our information because I think it's a big problem. And I think Thailand has a, as I said, has a very poor history in relation to protecting people's data. Now, then again, also, the way they talk in this is if it's the foreigner who's the guy bringing all the COVID to the country. What about Thai people and expats in the country? Are they no threat to anyone? 20,000 cases a day of COVID in the country, but we're worried about a handful of tourists who come in who are fully vaccinated and have had a PCR test before they left their home country. And we're worried to the point that we're developing all these sophisticated apps with facial recognition cameras all around the island to track people. Sounds like a mini little China that they're creating. And to quite frank, I just don't like it. I think it's wrong. And I think that if they really, really want to attract people, 
the simplest way to do it is to get rid of the certificate of entry and all the tests and the expensive insurance and the people will come not as an initial rush but it will build up confidence and people will come but this kind of stuff just puts people completely off coming to the country and i can completely understand it too when I read it, as I said, the first thing that came to mind was, why would you go around telling people this? This is exactly what you just keep to yourself. But they are so proud of it. They honestly don't know the mindset of Westerners when they come around and they announce this kind of stuff and seem to be proud of it as in, oh, look how great we are and look what we've done and what we've developed. And people from other countries are going, oh, I don't want that. I don't want you tracking me everywhere. I don't know. I, I just think they're so out of touch with the modern day tourist and traveler and it's quite scary because these are the guys that are meant to be pushing tourism and pushing and encouraging people to come to the country to you know start to improve the economy and improve the life of the average Thai person and I just don't see it happening right now. Now another thing that's just dawned on me right now is how will the facial recognition software work when everybody's wearing face masks around the place or have they thought of that part yet too? I guess not. Anyway, I'll put it out to you guys out there. What do you think about all this? Would you be happy to have the Thai government tracking your every move while you're on holidays for a couple of weeks? Or do you find it a complete invasion of your privacy? I'd love to know your comments down below in the comments section. And up next, police raid Patia Karaoke Bar. Patia police raided a karaoke bar in the small hours on Monday and arrested 27 customers and a bar attendant. The 1am raid on the karaoke outlet in Soi Patia Thai 4 in Tamban Nong Pru, Banglamung District was led by Police Major Chen Rong, Chief Suppression Officer of the Pattaya Police. Police were acting on information the bar was in violation of COVID-19 controls. The bar was open beyond legal hours and patrons were being served alcoholic drinks according to police. 27 customers and a bar attendant were arrested. No drugs or other illegal goods were found. Patia has been bereft of tourists since the COVID-19 pandemic took hold. It is due to reopen to tourists from November 1. And yes, this is a very good advertisement for the Patia move on or move forward or Patia reopening plan starting November 1. Please come on to Patia, have a few drinks and uh, don't drink too late into the night because we could arrest you then. Based on the fines being dished out for uh, this kind of offence, it'll be a 10 to 12,000 baht per person fine and probably a suspended jail sentence for everybody who was caught. Beautiful advertisement for Tato. Business leaders, forget tuk-tuks, Lisa should be new Thai emblem. The Federation of Thai Industries, FTI, urged the Thai government on Monday to appoint Blackpink's Lisa to be a tourism ambassador to boost the stagnant tourism industry once borders reopen to vaccinated arrivals next month. The government should first negotiate with Lisa's agency, said FTI Chairman Supant Mongkulsa III. If succeeded, this would be extremely advantageous to Thailand. Lisa, or La Lisa Manaban, is the only Thai member of the prominent South Korean girl group Blackpink under YG Entertainment. Other three members are Jisoo, Jenny and Rosé. Thailand has strengths in culture and tourism, but the potential to utilize them to create additional value in the industrial sector is still limited, said Supan. Rida Shilmasak, head of creative handicraft at the FTI, said the past attempts such as presenting tuk-tuks, the Thai-style three-wheel taxis, were not on point. It doesn't help to promote high handcraft products, she said. The authorities must adopt new ideas in order to be more modern, with support from digital technology, Rita noted. Earlier, the Premier, Prayuchanacha, had praised Lisa and her production team for integrating Thai culture elements into her solo debut music video, adding that it will boost the economy through soft power. Lisa's was wearing a Thai traditional dress and an ornamental headpiece in honour of her Thai heritage.
course, yeah, the success of their Lisa, who is a member of Blackpink, and now suddenly they want to jump on the bandwagon and try exploit her fame and her hard work that she's put in for the last eight or nine years for their own profit. Yeah, I know if I was her agency, what I'd say, how much money do you want to give me? That would be exactly how much what I would say back to them. But yeah, it's typical, you know, there's a and you see this happen in many countries, of course, is when you have somebody that becomes very famous or, you know, does the country proud business try to take advantage of that and of course use it for their own gain. But as I said, her agency will be be smart if they did approach her and it will cost them big bucks to do it. But ultimately with this story or anything else that stood out to you today I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below because yes this is a new show but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going make sure you like this video subscribe to the channel share the video and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately my name is Kieran Mack You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show and we will see you next time.